Muskogee Reservation, and you are on the Muskogee Pod. Jason Salzman, Anthony Nieto, post Festivus. Man, we made it. Chilling. It was hot. Oh my gosh. I hope you Ooh. stay hydrated. Did you see me on, on the video going, it's hot, it's hot. I saw it. I love that video. Mark did a great job. You yeah, all did, did a good job. Did a great job. Seriously. Mark Abbott with our communications yes, uh, sir. division, uh, doing a great job with that. And, you know, hey, now we're rolling the rest of the year. Got a lot of great things up and, uh, you know, podcast. Got some news on the horizon about the podcast, sure too. Do. And uh, so we're excited about that. And, uh, man, a lot of things happening. But uh, your first festival as a yeah, Muskogee as an, employee. Absolutely. Uh, usually well, an attendee. Thoughts? Thoughts are, I think it went incredibly well. Cool. Uh, you know, there are a couple of things, of course, with every event that you put on yeah. that you're like, hey, man, we could just change this up a little bit. Yeah. But to see everybody and how happy they were to be amongst everyone, uh, man, it looked like everybody was having fun. Again, it was hot. And uh, I think, hey, we never it's the Jotty had, Night, man. It's the Night. Man, Dude. it was fire. It was, it was fired up out there. Yeah, man. We had greasy fried bread. We had Mike Bone. Yeah, which I, I cannot believe how humble those guys are. I, I can't I know, say it man. enough. They were great guys. They were awesome on the pod, too. Yeah, they were. Dude, they were. If great. you haven't checked it out, check it out. Yeah, you definitely need to check it out. It's one of our uh, episodes and, uh, and one of our most recent episodes, actually. So For sure. If, if you're kind of in, I don't know where you're at in your pod journey. I've talked to a lot of people lately that are like, man, I've been listening to the pod. I'm on episode nine. I'm just going in, in like numerical order. Yeah. I've heard some that just kind of jump around yes. to things that interest them instead of going in numerical order. Yeah. But they're always like, I'm going to listen to all of them. I don't care if I'm interested. I'm going to listen to all of them. Well, you always ask the questions. Let me ask a question for you. How okay, many cool. times did you hear the Muskogee pod at festival? Probably 16 times. Yeah, I want to say it was, it was at least that. I, I mean, mean that was had, very like. That was very like concise though. I was like sixteen times right away. Uh, I'd say give her twenty. I think I should wait a little bit before I. Go <laughs> it's out not like you were counting it. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah, yeah, the yeah. feedback that I got was yeah. just like, "Hey, I, I listen to this while I'm at work. Yeah, I listen man. to it while I'm on my way to work. I love you guys. Cool. I think I was speaking at one point, uh, and a volunteer came up to me and so she said, "I know your voice." Yep, I got that at Living Legends. You too. did. Kyle was there. He can he can hey. vouch for me. Yeah. And it was like out of state people. It was our friends from Georgia. Yeah, Macon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. And so they were like, "Man, we all listen to it in the office." And I was like, "That's awesome. That is That's very cool. cool. Far so, reaching. Yeah, far reaching, man." And um, you know, it's conversations from our reservation. Yeah. Um, but um, people enjoy those, I guess. Yeah. So man. it's that was one of the cool parts of the festival, though, mingling around and, and talking to people and and learning about what they listen to, how they're you know. Keeping up with the Muskogee Creek Nation? Are they watching in, uh, you know, on, on the news? Are they seeing it on Facebook? Are they listening to the pod? Yeah. You know, are they coming up to the complex and everything like that? So that was probably the coolest thing is being a, amongst everyone again. You know? Yeah, been a couple You don't years. really think about it, man. It was like it, it, I was out there and just kind of like soaking it in, looking around and everything, and I was just like, it doesn't feel like it's been gone for two years. It sure didn't. It sure right? didn't. It seemed like it was yesterday, no? It seemed well, like I mean, we had me. it last year. Exactly, exactly. It was weird. I kept thinking that. I was like, and not only is it not there last year, it wasn't there the year before. Exactly. I, I felt like such a, like, a, there was no gap in memory of festival. But it was like that TV show, right, that uh, takes Stranger Things. Yeah. Right? That's going to be on hiatus, and it comes back, and you're like, hey, it's just like it's rolling back into it, right? One, man. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. Real man. good stuff. Real good stuff. Well, we got a great episode today. Um, we're going to be talking with the head of our legislative branch, and that would be Speaker Will Lowe of the Muskogee Creek Nation National Council. And, you know, we've had on Chief and Second Chief. Um, we've had on 
Attorney General Jerry Wisner, and, and now we bring in the legislative branch and, and talk a little bit about uh, what goes into being speaker and what goes into William Lowe uh, basically becoming speaker and, and his past and what um, where he's been and what he's learned and, and what he's um, kind of picked up along the way. And I think, you know, we go through life um, <clears throat> sort of with a, a toolbox and we grab all these tools throughout that journey. As Jamie Foxx would say. I love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, you, you do. You grab these things and, and you you put them in. Uh, and, and then later in life, when it's time to use them, you pull them out. And, and I think, you know, that's a really good lesson that we'll learn from the conversation today um, that can be applied to everybody that's listening in anything that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, just be astute. Be aware of your surroundings. Soak in your experiences, if you will. And... Take them for what they are, which is a chance to learn, adapt, you know, maybe go a different direction, um, and then execute. And and then you you have, um, you know, what you started out to do, which is be pretty successful. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is uh, it's quickly turned into like Zig Ziglar here on the Muskogee Pod. But I know. I, I feel like I, I yeah, need the right? Chase Lounge where we're laying <laughs> yeah. down. Lights dimmed a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. Hey. <laughs> Man, no. But um, a, a lot of things we're going to learn uh, um, today um, about Will and, and his journey. And so uh, without further ado, let's get started and uh, let's take it to that conversation from our reservation with the Speaker of the Muskogee Nation National Council, Mr. Willow. And we're so glad to welcome into the pod cave this morning on his birthday. Hey, and how cool is that? Happy yes. birthday. Happy birthday to our speaker, William Lowe. Uh, Will Lowe. Willie Lowe, if you're in Ufala. Yeah. Uh, he's got uh, several aliases. But uh, Speaker Will Lowe of the National Council of Muskogee Creek Nation. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for being with us on the Muskogee Pod. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me here. It's great to uh, be here on birthday. I wouldn't want to spend it anywhere else. Hey. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Now, um, we didn't get a cake for you. That's okay. Um, I, I know you kind of like to try to watch your sweets a little bit. So, um <laughs> We we didn't get anything. We no. just thought we just thought we'd ask you kind of what the numbers are looking like in the gym these days. Are oh get man, I'm getting old, up? so they're going oh, down a no. little. No. <laughs> maintaining maintaining is the key these days. I yes. love it, man. No, yes. um, all, all the time uh, motivated by you, and uh, uh, you know, got a full plate. You do a lot of things, and uh, uh, obviously, um, with your you know main job as the speaker of the national council. Um, you know, we're sprinkling some legislative dust on the podcast today, but yeah. um, um, what's it been like for you, Will? Uh, you know, you were involved in many different areas around Indian country before mm -hmm. becoming speaker. Um, but what's it been like for you to make that transition to where, you know, you know, you're very, you know, very much recently a national council representative and then now you're speaker. So what's that been like for you? Uh, it's been amazing. It's yeah. been a quick, quick ride. You know, I, about three years ago, heard the, the Oakmogee seat was coming available. Yep. And, you know, I think uh, at that time, Councilman Beaver was was moving on to bigger things and, and has done well as our second chief. So for me at that time, I felt, you know, you, you almost feel that calling inside that, hey, I'm ready to put my name out there to become one of our tribal leaders. And, you know, with, with that decision, you know, there's always criticism and everything else that go along with it. But to me, if a decision of your future and professional career scares you, it's supposed to be that way. That's yes. what you go after. So 
that's what I did. And, you know, spent two years as a councilman really in the pandemic. So yeah. I got familiar with everybody over Zoom and, you know, you just see their <laughs> name on the screen and you don't get to really look at people's personal mannerisms when you're talking to them because that's one of my big things being from the marketing field and, and all that. But yet being speaker so, you know, so quickly, I guess some people didn't appreciate that, you mm-hmm. know, and I got a lot of criticism for that. But for me, you know, my peer council representatives, they voted me in that way. And, and that's who does it. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know, yeah. I said, hey, if there's a if you have some issues with it, please call and talk to those that voted for me because <laughs> I appreciate their confidence in me and think I've done well so far. It's been, you know, seven months now. So it's it's a very interesting and, and I'm very proud to be our speaker. Well, you, you know, <clears throat> we talk about your background and, and what, you know, con- sort of prepared you for this day and for this time and you look at you know grew up in Eufaula um as I mentioned uh just like me and 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 I think you know uh, we've always had sort of a kinship about that but uh, that small town feel you do you know everybody you you get this feeling when you're going growing up and going through hard times and kind of persevering and everything like that and not a lot affects you you know like you said these little things about oh maybe maybe you shouldn't be that fast or whatever it's like i I got a job to do you bet so you go out of you follow high school and then on there uh from there on to united states marine corps talk about your experience in marine corps i know you're such a proud marine and you know you some people um You'd never know they were Marines. That's not the case with you. Right. Uh-huh. We we love to see um, how, how passionate and proud you are of your past in, in military service. But uh, even embracing the hardest parts. Like, I love it when Will put out, like, this was, like, the best day ever. When he shows, like, the yellow footprints. You yeah. know what I mean? Most people are like, that was the worst day <laughs> like, ever. Whoa. Right. Will's like, yeah. man, that's when it all got cracked. Yes, so talk a little bit about your experience. There. Sure. You know, I think one thing, you know, that prepared me for that was – you know, being at the boarding school there in Eufaula, that discipline, you know, wow. you get up, make your rack, you have, you're structured pretty much, you go yes. to school, come back and structured to steal. So to me, the Marine boot camp was, you know, all they did was yell was the only difference. <laughs> yeah. and already, already had the other things pretty locked down. So yeah. to me, it was, you know, it was a great, you know, I always tell folks, I tried bacon for a semester mm-hmm. right after high school it wasn't for me. I just wasn't ready to learn. I didn't take things serious. I was too immature, really. Yeah. So for me, nine years in the infantry, you know, that was my wow. job in the Marines and, you know, really got to experience Europe several times. I've been all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I think leaving legacies or even my experience in the Marines, it's all about tangible leadership or tangible things. So yeah. I always tell people in they kind of get taken off guard because I say in our uh, veterans museum here in Vaso, I have this uh, non-commissioned officer sword that I won that was presented to me in this professional military education school called sergeant's course. Uh So there were 88 other Marine Corps sergeants. And, you know, that's the foundation of the Marines right there, corporals and sergeants, non-commissioned officers, so when we went to this school in uh, Quantico, Virginia, we had to take this uh, placement test. And, you know, they were developing curriculum. And this was, I would say this was in, good Lord, March of, 
well, it might have been October of 2000, the, okay. the millennium, I guess, would be. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I was the second class All of the, the millennium. All the computer's about to turn yes, off. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We survived that briefly. And nevertheless, I went to this school. They tested us. And again, like I said, I was an immature learner. I, I was, wasn't ready. I was just wasn't mature is all I can say. And when it was me and three other guys from my unit went up there, our sergeant major said, hey, you guys tested on a third grade reading level. Oh, uh-huh. This curriculum's too advanced for you. Uh-huh. So we're going to send you back to your unit. Uh-huh. And we're like, man, come uh-huh. on, give us a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was an infantryman his whole time. And he, you know, as a sergeant major, he's the highest rank in the Marine Corps. So he gave us a shot. He said, I'm going to keep you guys in here. And if you fail, I'm not going to say what he told us, but he right. told us in the Marine way not to mess up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can imagine what that sounds like. Yes. But anyway, so we stuck it out. Three months, three months course. I ended up graduating number one. Oh. And these two guys were two and three. And, you know, for us, we busted our butts and studied and to, was lucky was a lot of it was infantry. You know, so people say infantrymen are the lowest of your bullet yeah. sponges, whatever. Right, they don't right. learn anything, but you do have to learn ballistics and artillery and kill zones and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So there's tons of math involved with this and land navigation. So uh, when I graduated, the Commandant of the Marine Corps came down and presented me this sword in Quantico because it's right there by D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, years ago I, I gave it to uh, Ken Davis to display so i tell people and even my children to go in there and i have my little pimple face boot camp picture <laughs> next to it but it has that citation where i did get honor graduate so to me that's a tangible result of being number one of the best of the best because no one's going to tell me different that the marine corps is not the best service oh. in the united states and i'll argue all day with them but i know everyone's proud of their own branches but for me it's you know, that, that, uh, proud, proud jarhead. So. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I wonder <clears throat> that experience that you had. Yeah. Um, let's talk about like what you do now and you have people before you that you have to confirm just like the rest of the council that mm-hmm. come forward and they, maybe they don't have every box checked, but there's maybe just something about them, something that they present themselves or whatever. Those experiences that you had were, you know, you said the sergeant just said, hey, I'm going to give these three boys a chance. Sure. And we're going to see what happens. And you end up being one, two, three. Yeah. I mean, is that, you know, did you carry that with with you now whenever you work in, whether it be consulting or HR or at the council or anything? Um, are those lessons that you keep in mind and say, hey, you know, everything in the service level? Yeah. Certainly I do. You know, and that's in daily decisions for me because, you know, for me, when I got out after nine years, I went back to Bacon and, and got my undergrads from there, ended up getting an MBA from Grand Canyon University. So, you know, I learned a lot of methodical thinking that way business-wise, and I carry it, you know, mainly on any decision that I make. But I do listen and, and uh, reactivate a lot of that Marine Corps thinking, too, because, you know, education wasn't a big deal in the service. So for me... I appreciate those that get their education, but it doesn't always mean they're the best fit because they have all these degrees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. there could be somebody that's so good at life that hadn't ever went to college one hour right. and could yeah. be the best fit 
So, you know, I, I would say anyone listening, even in my HR experience, I did hire veterans, you know, because a lot of us get kind of kicked out on the, on the resumes because we don't have those degrees, but mm-hmm. yet they're good at life and they've right. already led people and know how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just encourage those that get caught up in looking at resumes. Maybe you interview them, yeah. you know, if, if you're questioning and are a veteran or whatever, interview them and, and learn that because yeah. even in our confirmations, you know, I always like to ask people, give me two minutes or your elevator pitch of why we should confirm you. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to tell what you're going to bring to the table. Yeah. Decide to bring in the table for those that, that, that are thinking that way. But, you know, that's what I like to ask in our confirmations whenever yeah. we do that as a council. You know, that's, that's something that, um, you know, you look at and, and it's so valuable to you now. Um, and, and then you look at other parts of what you're doing and everything like that, too. Um, you've been so involved in you know NCAIED, yes. um, you and I both were uh, forty under forty awardees. Um, in I, I think what class were you? Like I was old? the third one, twenty eleven. Yeah, that's right, so twenty eleven. Yeah, I'm an old fella. I, and I think I was like twenty twelve. Like right okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so just um, a great organization. You've networked and met a lot of people. I know you were heavily involved with leadership Native Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yes. had a stop over at uh, tourism and, sure. and, and with the tribe and everything like that. So well-traveled, picking up a lot of things from in a lot of different places. But um, what is it that you um, really enjoy the most about, about networking and being a part of those organizations around Indian country where it really is a small world? We, we see each other. We know everybody. Uh, but also there's a lot of people doing a lot of great things out there. Sure. To me, I think what gets me going or makes me – feel great about working in Indian country and all these organizations is the connecting people mm-hmm. because to me, I, I look and, and visit with people that want to learn more or they don't know where to begin. And, you know, so for me, like I'm on the board of NCIED, I've graduated to MC the 40 under 40 award. So this year I'm like, Hey, I got to, you know, be on stage at Dre's nightclub in yeah. las vegas yeah. you know and here i am yeah. dang i'm from ufala man Ufala, i shouldn't huh? be doing these kinds of things yeah. but here i am you know yeah. and but i love connecting all those folks that are you know kind of young and and looking to talk to the experts and, and by no means i'm no expert but i do know somebody that is and go. that's my network ability is just being able to connect these these new newcomers to those that do things the right way because, you know, there's there's way to accomplish and get in positions where a lot of folks take shortcuts for that. But when they're in the spotlight and it's on them, you know, it's going to come out in the wash that they really don't probably know what they're doing. And, right. and to me, that's why I just love being a part of these organizations. And, yeah. you know, when I was the president of the Indian Chamber in 2016, me and the board, we sit down and we were like, hey, the Indian chamber is a bit stagnant. How can we develop something that's going to make a living legacy, yeah, right? Yeah. What's that tangible yeah, thing that's always going to make the chamber where people want to be a part of it. Yes. And it's something they have to have either on their resume or be a part of that. Yeah, they're right. going to be affiliated with. So it was me and Netta Abbott and Linda Sachs. She was going through leadership Tulsa. And I said, what about leadership native Oklahoma? Yeah, we man. can develop something 
tribally specific, and we wrote this course up, did the did the curriculum pretty much, and it's not what we set it out to be now, but back then it was it was to be that way where we learned leadership skills and in Indian country and in really cultural from the cultural aspect. But um, yeah, we started that and we're the first class, and you know it's still going on. So. Cool. You know, when people say, I tell people, I say, hey, you don't know this, man, but I was one of the founders of that course, and they think I'm being real loxy all the time. But I'm like, hey, man, I'm telling you the truth. I'm even, telling the truth. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. But, you know, and just to be a part of it, and, you know, even though my name's not on there, you know what, that's what I helped the Indian Chamber to do. So all you that are LNO alumni, Mado, there so you I go. appreciate you <laughs> being a part of it. Bacon alumni, yeah, Fala yeah. alumni, mm-hmm, yeah. we're hitting all of y'all today. That's it, man. When you said I'm telling the truth, I got total like Jack Nicholson it, Marine right? vibes <laughs> just on, now. I'm on the stage. I was like, you done messed with the wrong <laughs> Marine. That's uh, it, yes sir, man. Um, so when we talk about uh, these last two years, you touched on a little bit yeah. the challenges, man. I mean, it, it it's been. You picked the worst time ever to be a national council representative or speaker. I tell Chief that all the time. I'm like, what were you thinking becoming Mm -hmm. chief in 2020? And no, but, um, you know, we get an office, and and I remember vividly Mm -hmm. a couple of months after Chief's, I think it was like the first meeting Chief hollered at me and said, get over here, you know, we got something going on. Yeah. And I walked into what was the very first meeting of the Coronavirus Task Force. And I didn't know what in the H-E double yeah. hockey sticks that was going on. Yeah. And I sit down and I started hearing, you know, Sean Terry's in there. We got like an epidemiologist in there. We've got an infectious disease expert in there talking all these things. And I'm like, you know, what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. this, this is, this is something's up. You're you like, know? Hey, this isn't in revelations. Why Absolutely. are we talking about this? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like calling my grandma <laughs> to make sure she's still on earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, you know, yeah. Gabriel hadn't come by. <laughs> yeah. Right. Son mm-hmm. of the trumpet. No, yeah. yeah. She always uh, gives me a hard time about that. But I, I, I literally, um, you know, from that moment on, we've sort of been in the jackpot, mm-hmm. not only coronavirus and what it's done to the tribe, but also McGurk. McGurk. And the incredible shift in jurisdiction and the responsibility of the tribe and, and the tribe being in the spotlight of, of the world, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And also you to throw into that a lot of programs we had to develop out of thin air. We had to hire people to basically come in and say, what do we do with this incredible fund that has all these standards and provisions on it mm-hmm. and everything like that? I mean, for a legislator at this tribe, the most challenging work you can imagine in the last two years. Right. So what's that been like for you? I mean, what's been the most frustrating part, I guess, or the toughest part for you? To, for me, I think, you know, one of the toughest part is to, you know, everyone, of course, with, with our legislation, we have 16 different perspectives. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own backgrounds and ideas and, you know, just leadership skills. And so, you know, one thing to get us all, on the same page, you know, especially with the executive branch, you know, in, in last session, it was a bit challenging, you know, and, uh, you know, there were some heated discussions within committee meetings and council meetings. And, you know, one thing that as a, as a council this session, you know, we're sitting back and, and I think we really understand we can agree to disagree. And one thing we want to do is, you know, it's not about us versus the executive branch. It's about our people. 
And I think that as a council, we have been noticing that. And, you know, we've worked with chief's office very well and on legislation. And, you know, we have some confirmations coming up this month and in, in July. So, you know, I think everything will be good to go there. But one of the challenging thing is, you know, for me, I really like to, I'm very organized as far as my planning goes, especially around the festival. So Kyle, no offense, I really break down how the festival goes because I did it for so long. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I know my way is not always the right way because for me, I feel I'm a great listener. So to me, all whatever ideas, whatever things, I mean, great. I mean, they, they did a great job on the festival this year, you know, coming back after three years, I think, or two years mm -hmm. away. But, you know, the, the back to the frustrating thing, it was just not being able to be together. Right. You know, we yeah. did all these Zoom meetings, and granted, I, I loved being able to jump on a meeting while I'm walking on the treadmill or whatever because at least I'm there. But here, when you're together, to me, it, it I do read mannerisms, right. man. So right. I, that's what I really enjoy because that gets me and let me know who, who I'm talking to and if they're, you know, receiving Not, it exactly well, you know? that's right you so know? you know but a lot of this stuff it was as a legislator it's reading yeah you just have to read read and god forbid if you're struggling on reading you're right. going to be lost but well, yeah and, that's, and and listening that's you know, it like yes, you said uh, being at the table yeah you know we've preached uh, for two years now uh that the muskogee creek nation is a ready willing and able partner sitting at the table ready for collaboration yeah um, sometimes I think, you know, we, we, we need to turn those instructions around on ourselves sure. and, and open ourselves up. But I, but when you talk about what was going on in, in that strife there, and, and sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, that's not the way it should be. Um, we, we need to all get together, but I also see it as a functioning tribal bicameral government, mm -hmm. um, that has different branches sure. and, 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 you know, things like that, where we're, agreeing to disagree yeah. but that's how you come to the greatest solutions if we if everything was all sunshine and rainbows all the time um it all it would almost just be like confirmation um continuing we've got to have that agreement to disagree mm -hmm. to make sure that we're doing the absolute best and the most good for the most of our citizens sure sure yeah. you know and it's the checks and balances you yes. know and you know for us for me you know i understand the different branches you know i'm not over at judge wiley's office shooting the bull and drinking coffee i understand we all have jobs same with chiefs i don't right. run over there every day just to say you know hey we all have our busy schedules and, and we're all separate but when it's time to sit and visit you know that's where to me that's where i listen mm -hmm. I, I do receive and if it's not if I feel it's not going to be good for the people or the council then that's when i say right there yeah. and, yeah. and and if it's not me and it makes it to the floor then there's 15 other of my peers that that's their decision yeah so you know that's where i see where we all work together and yeah to me it's i'm all about tangible results yeah. you know because if you're running one of our business businesses or one of our entities i'm going to say hey are you making distributions to the tribe or or are we just right. coming to work to be stagnant you yeah. know so a lot of people don't like that about me, but it's it's the tangible results that makes us a successful tribe. You bet. And and on that note as well, you know, um, you talk about earlier when you were saying some, one of the things that frustrated you was the being away mm -hmm. and the Zoom and all that stuff. I think I haven't been in one meeting 
with different the branches together in person that we didn't all leave feeling like something was accomplished. Sure. It was productive and it got us from A to B. Mm-hmm. I've left a lot of Zoom meetings going, boy, that didn't go well. Yeah. Or man, we got you know, we got some we got some issues there. That's it. And so there's something to the fact uh, uh, there is absolutely something tangible to getting at a table with everyone sure. and, and working things out um, that we've not only talked about, we've seen examples of. Mm-hmm. So there is something to it for sure. Now, I asked you what was the most frustrating and the toughest thing about the job. What's the best thing about the job? I, I think I have an idea what you will say, yep. but what's the best thing about the job for you? I think the best thing for me is – Really being here for and being the voice for the people because, you know, coming to the office every day, it's calls after calls. You know, I have a set schedule that I try to make, but really it's reactive to our citizens and their needs. So, you know, for me, I get emails, texts, calls constantly, and we're always trying to service our, our citizens because, you know, it's just a matter of sometimes – there's only 98,000 of us, so what could be overlooked, right? So if there is 98,000 <laughs> citizens. But sometimes it's just a quick reminder, you know, Chief, hey, this person's needing this, and, oh, man, we overlooked it, sorry, and they get squared away and fixed that day. But, you know, it's those constant calls that are, that are uh, I mean, they're pretty constant, yeah. man. So I tell everybody, hey, if I don't get a chance to right. call you back, right. There's only a ninety-eight other thousand and, people and, calling yeah, me. Yeah, so. well, and they and they and they go in the range, you yeah. know, from the the person that calls you at three o'clock uh, may have a jurisdictional issue. They have a court uh, date, something's mm-hmm. you know going on with McGird or whatever, and, and it's pretty heavy. And you get one fifteen minutes later that's like, hey, you know, uh, my cat has went up in the the tree here in the front yard, and. What's the nation going to do about it? Bet, you know, yes, is is it tough for you to sort of kind of ride the wave of the calls that you get from, you know, we all know major things mm-hmm. to some things where it's just like, hey, you know, can't get to that right now. Sure, yeah, you but know, I doesn't mean I, I don't care about my people. Right, yes, know? sir. You know, and, and I do have a method methodology of prioritization right. for different calls, just like we all do. So you know, for me, it's from health to, you know, those are the big priorities, yeah. and you know, things like a cat in a tree can wait, but yet I still do reach out and make sure that I follow up. Cause one thing I, I pride myself on is being very dependable. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's one thing that I really pride myself on. So when I do get that call, regardless of what it is, I uh-huh. send the information on and, you know, we try to get them taken care of, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's a pretty overwhelming thing throughout the day. So absolutely. Now, sir. um, w- when, when I think about what you said earlier, when you're in, when you're in the Marines, mm-hmm. right, and you're traveling all over the world and things like that, and I've seen some really awesome pictures that you put up. Um, I think one of my favorite pictures that you put up, I think, was maybe in Tel Aviv. You went mm-hmm. to Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. Israel. Um, but what was your? I got to know what was. You got like a cool story or like the best moment when you were like abroad. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, one of the things that I very took advantage of, I was. 20 years old when I went to uh, Israel. It was my first off-the-continent country ever. You know, I went down to Tijuana and hung out with the Marines down there. And, and if you remember, rest his soul, O.C. Wilson oh, man, from man. Ufala. He, he's my cousin. He was in a grunt unit just next to my school of infantry. So oh, he'd come wow. pick me up. And 
I'd hang out with the real Marines for the weekend oh, down in Tijuana. Yeah. So, you know, I have stories. Yes. So I won't tell them here. But I was going to say, you uh, said O.C. Wilson, and, and yeah. like maybe like 30% of you followers pouring one out. That's right it. Now, right. That's right. He, he's yeah. a good, good soul. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, my time there in Israel, we, all of us Marines, we took the Holy Land tours mm-hmm. and walked exactly where Jesus walked. Yes. And Growing up in Tuskegee and getting switched outside because I wouldn't listen or I didn't pick up the offering and say the right prayer. My granny used to tear me up there. But yet, learning all those lessons there in Tuskegee, being in Israel and being right there in the Holy Land, Mm -hmm. you know, I wish and I hope in the future I get to go back because I didn't absorb how I should have. And I was just a young kid, you know, hard-charging Marine that really didn't, grasp it like I should have that's how I feel and you know one of the craziest stories and you know I know we have a lot of church going citizens so this may sound bad to them but it's a part of my life we were at the wailing wall Mm -hmm. right so I see all these rabbis praying I mean they're praying constantly we go there and I'm like I kind of remember my bible history but in boot camp all you know is marine corps stuff now so I was like, okay, I kind of remember these stories. So these rabbis are putting these little pieces of paper in the the wailing wall. wall. So here I am. I pull a piece of paper out. It's written in Hebrew. Throw it down. Throw it down. I said, man, I'm going to do this until I find one in English. I want to know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So my buddy from Emory, Washington says, Will, what are you doing, man? I said, oh, dude, I'm going to find one until I find one in English. (laughs) He goes, we're in the most holiest place in the world, mm. and you're throwing people's prayers down on the ground to <laughs> oh, God. Man. This is the gateway to God, and you're throwing their prayers on the ground. You're literally littering their prayers. So for me, I know when it's my time and I'm in front of the creator, and he's going to say, Will? Hey, man. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, I said, all I was doing was trying to find one to read in English. Yeah. So I tell that people, and some people look at me like, I cannot believe you would do that. But I'm a naive kid at this time, yeah. man. So, yeah. you know, but to me, that's a part of my story. Yes. And I will never forget it because, you know, again, it's so amazing to say I walked where Jesus walked yes. and seen the, sure. seen the manger, seen the tomb, the mm-hmm. cross. I mean, it was, it was so that. fascinating. So. Well, and I wonder, like, what you would have done if you would have pulled out one of those pieces of paper and had Muskogee on Boy, it. I know what I said. Hey, Granny, how do you read this? Nah. <laughs> by then, I, I, I awesome. couldn't read it. So That's so funny, though. I, I can just imagine the pearly gates and him like, you remember that day at the whaling? Yeah, wall? it's going to come up, yeah. and I'm ready. You know, I'll be ready for an answer. Yeah, you were, you were putting your gum in the prayer. Mm-hmm, no. That's it. You can at least say, I put them back. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I did not, but <laughs> I, I, once I realized what I was doing, we bailed. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Other than all the things we've mentioned um, uh, that you, that you're doing on a daily basis, also a big time family man, mm. and 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 a guy that uh, does a lot of things. Uh, driller, season Love ticket it. holder, yes, sir. man, hey. right behind home plate. That's it. You know, yeah. um, how, how are they doing so far this year? By the way, they're doing good. They good? won their half season, so okay. they're half cool. season champs. Yeah, awesome, cool. man, awesome. So. Um, I guess are they in the are they in a little bit of a break right now? Or? Well, they're they're in a homestand. Okay, so we're yeah. just a bit too tired to go last night. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be yeah. there tonight. Yeah, who are they playing tonight? Uh, they're playing Northwest Arkansas. Oh, so oh, the Cardinals. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, um, 
what what's that like for you? I mean, you really you have to enjoy baseball, but I know you played some, and so um, what, what's that like for you? I know it's more than just baseball game. It's you and your family doing something that you guys love to do. Sure, here. you know, to me, I found a great partner. You know, with my wife Elsa, our first date was at a golf course, and awesome. you know, she was caught up and kind of worried that I was a stickler on keeping score mm-hmm. and I said hey I don't even keep score man I if I need to hit again I'm gonna hit till I you know but I'll mark it down as a as a par right so mm-hmm. no I'm just yeah. saying but anyway that's what we're our first date he's and giving away our secrets <laughs> <That's right. laughs> our, our intertribal secrets I was but, gonna say man um you know then our, our second and third dates were at the drillers games cool. and she you know had her had her daughter and mm-hmm. To me, I've always been one to sit right behind the catcher. Uh-huh. So our first day, we sat out there by the water splash pad. Uh-huh. I felt not connected. You're, you're, you're like, there's not even a game right I'm now. I'm like, where right? in the world are we? I'm yeah. not used to But nevertheless, you know, we're, we've been supportive of them because, you know, I appreciate you know, helping that organization by yeah. purchasing season tickets because sure. I love to see the young boys go through the system. And, uh-huh. you know, we got to see Bellinger play yes. as a driller. And uh-huh. when they won that world championship, nine of their guys were coming through the drillers, drillers organizations. And yes. we have their bobbleheads that have the drillers jersey on them. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's really great. But, you know, one of the things when I was a Marine, not to keep bringing up my jarhead days, but I would take breaks and go up and watch the Hickory Crawdads play. You uh-huh. know, they were at that time the White Sox double uh-huh. A team. So to me, it was that's kind of where I got started in minor yeah. league baseball and just really enjoying it because, yeah. you know, they're playing hard every minute because yeah. they want to make it to the show, man. And that's yeah. what I appreciate about results it. Results oriented. Yes, sir. You know, some it. guy, there's some guy, GM looking somewhere, looking at the numbers. Yeah. Seeing how that guy did in Tulsa last that's night. That's it. You know, and that's the wonderful thing about minor league baseball. And it's really cool because you get the, the quirky names and the fun stuff and the neat promotions and, and the stuff like that. And they do fireworks a lot. But, man, when you said you wanted to support that organization, you know, they reach out and they partner with us. Yeah. And I think that's what's, you know, we've had them on the, the uh, Muskogee pod sure. um, about the Tulsi jerseys and wearing those every year mm-hmm. and having the Muskogee nation night. And um, I wonder like as a season ticket holder and somebody's just there all the time, that's gotta be just extra special though on Muskogee nation night when you're like, man, welcome everybody to my house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, great. Yeah. It's great. Cause you know, that night of our, our Res Dog opening or that, not, that Muskogee night, tons of people were texting me like, hey, man, you're right on the TV. How did you get – why are you sitting there? I'm like, man, these are my seats. These are my seats, So, man. you know, that's yeah. what I get to indulge every night. But yeah. I will say we have – you know, my, my wife and I and our daughter have a seat, but Elsa has one right in the middle, right behind the catcher. Oh, so man. she said don't ever – take my seat even when she's not there i, I do not sit there because that's that her sounds seat like and, <laughs> yeah she, she she tells me about how awesome the curves are breaking in there and the sliders oh, so it's, it's good awesome. stuff well um and you also like to golf too yeah. you know i know you big golfer and everything like that so a lot of leisure time and mixed in with the serious business and you sure. got to have that you know that's, that's right. a balance that i think uh so many people miss out on mm-hmm. you know we get either stuck on work or Stuck on the other. You certainly can't get stuck on the other because you yeah. can't do the other That's for very right. long yes, if you sir. don't get a little stuck on work. But mm-hmm. um, no, and and you keep a full schedule and uh, really really impressive. And uh, we'll hit you with some uh, we'll hit you with some uh, rapid fire questions now. Yeah, so, uh, are you? Is this the first time you've been on a podcast? It is actually. Well, 
besides yes. just live radio. I love know. that we're a lot of people's first podcast. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I saw that you were live remote from the festival this. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah, it was uh, definitely hot. With so. Carrie Five. Oh yeah, yes. I tried to match his voice, but yeah, it can't. Well, it's not going to happen. It's very. Um, oh, what should I say? <laughs> Distinct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a legend. Mm. Um, so if you go on with Gary, uh, you, you you're well equipped and ready to come onto the pod. But do you listen to podcasts? I do. What, yeah. Which like one of your favorite ones? Me, I do. I listen a lot of NBA podcasts, okay, man. Cool, so cool. to me, I always want to be able to learn things that I can teach others. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's when you truly know that you're learning something is when you yeah. are teaching other people. So yeah. I, I talk to anybody that'll listen about it. So yeah, that's that's what I listen to. Constantly. Favorite movie. Favorite movie, probably Full Metal Jacket. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Favorite show. Favorite show, I would say now it's Murders in the Building on okay. Hulu. Okay. Res what? Dog is, is second, but the new <laughs> season's not out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And they got Dark Winds coming out, yeah, too. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of good things about that. And then Rutherford Falls. Mm-hmm. Man, it's the best time ever for, yeah. for Native American, you know, Certainly. indigenous TV. Yeah, and sure. It's incredible. For sure. And all of that. So, um Best vacation spot in the United States. Best vacation in the U.S. to me, man. I'm just, I'll go to Vegas every year, man. So it's always a, it's always a new experience there for me. Know. Besides the sinus issues that it causes me every yeah, year, but, it's you dry. know, I would say <laughs> that's one of our favorite spots because that's where, you know, me and Elsa go to res and we we really network and get to you know, talk to all, a lot of the big tribal leaders and, and see how they're doing it, man. So it's it's amazing. Favorite memory when you were doing festivals? Favorite memory when I was doing festivals, man, this is, this is kind of cumbersome, but it's a memory that I will not forget. Jackson 5 was here. Yes. They had some malfunctions. OKC backup guy comes in. I think their whatever drive that is started to uh, erase or whatever you call it where it's just – collapsing yeah so okc backup fella goes in puts in his whatever device and is able to save their show because it, it's connected to all the lights and right they you know you know how it is man. everything is yeah. and their dance moves so during this concert man you could see those jackson brothers looking at their guy from new york and like, what the heck is going on? It's not yeah. sinking right. And yeah. so the OKC guy steps in there, but I went in the back cause they would do their shows. Yeah. Then I would give them their check, you know, after they rendered service. So I'm back there with the check and man, I witnessed them firing this dude, man. Oh, man. It was pretty, I've never seen anyone fired that way. I've been a Marine and, we don't even fire people that way, no. but they did it, bro. So it was pretty, pretty interesting, and I'll never forget it. I wonder if that guy ever made it home. I don't know. He might still be hitchhiking. <laughs> man, He's in Omogi now. <laughs> he just lives it, here. It was uh, pretty yeah. wild, oh, man. My God, so yeah, man. it was, you know. But to me, just the festival. Talking about festival, it's the smiles that you see and, yeah. and all the camaraderie. Yeah. And I haven't seen you in so many years, or yeah, whatever the case. Yeah. And it's just those family reunions that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, I know marketing tourism, it's a it's a thankless job, man. So nobody's gonna come and say, Man, thank you guys. Yeah. They're gonna say, Why didn't you do Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have Where yeah, was the shuttle yeah. from River Spirit? Exactly. Where's the bubble A C bubble for the whole <laughs> omniplex? Think about it. We right. have the money. So man. 
biodome. Yes, sir. That's it. <laughs> That's right. So, oh man. Um, so I guess you know another thing I would ask you is um, when you go over to the Vaso and you see the the sword in there and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, what what's the when you said you wanted the kids to see it? You know what sure. what do they think about that? Well, you know, my daughter is my oldest daughter. She's in the Army Intelligence. Right. She uh, is continuing our family tradition in in the military. And, you know, she graduated number one in Intel school, which I thought was amazing because, you know, I don't think those brains are coming from me. It may be your mother, but she got them (laughs) from somewhere. But nevertheless, I, I appreciate her and I commend her for her service. And, you know, she actually qualified for the space program, man. So they oh, tested wow. her out, and she has that option when she re-enlists. And, and how cool would it be, a Muskogee citizen, yeah. being in the space, space program? Force. So, yeah. Well, that's, well, she may be the first one. Yeah, that's right. But That's amazing. You know, that's... she'll be here July the 12th for 10 days. You know, she's coming in to, to come back and, and experience the res again. So, R&R. you know, that's, that's that. But. You know, when they walk in to them, it's just, oh, dad, you know, because it's funny when growing up, we watch every movie. I'd say, oh, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Berlin, Germany, all yes. over the world. Yeah. I've been there. We know, dad, you've been everywhere, <laughs> man. Will you just quit saying that? And But, you know, when they see that, they they do, you know, they do know it was a, a, a prideful moment in my yeah. life. So they're very respectful now that they're 16 and 24 years old. But. You know, the other thing is I think, you know, it's more so as a as a speaker now, they're they're just kinda really realizing what that actually means. Even though it's just me and I'm just dad to them, they're like, Well, dad, man, that's a pretty big deal. Uh-huh. You know. So uh-huh. to me I, I always have to, you know, speakers are pretty powerful position. So I, I even mentioned on the uh at large Facebook live that I did, I said, you know, one of those things if you don't check your ego at the door. You could really get lost in this, in the power of this position. If, if that wrong person was in there, but you always have to realize it's for our people. And my peers put me in this position for a reason. So I want to do it ethically and right. And, you know, I'm not ever going to apologize for not agreeing with people because we all have our, our different views, but I will always listen. And, you know, not, I don't ever say any bad ideas uh, or any good, any ideas a bad idea. You know, we'll we'll break it down and go from there. But right. you know, but would my little one see see me in the museum? To me, it's prideful. I walk yeah. in there and make sure it's there. Y'all hadn't removed me, have yeah. you? Now? But <laughs> but it, it's good because to me that really just shows that at one time in my life I I put my guts and everything, sweat equity into you know, being the best of the best and they mm-hmm. paid off for me yeah, and wonderful. I can have it where, you know, it gets some, a little bit of dust on it, but yep. yet it's a, it's a part of my legacy yep. for our tribe. And Will, we certainly appreciate your service to our country, our nation, yes, sir. Uh, what you're doing now, um, all the things that you've done in Indian country. And, um, you know, we're just so pleased that you took a little bit of time out of your day. We know you're busy and, uh, um, get you in here to the cave and uh, and chop it up with you here on the sure. Muskogee Pod, man. So, uh, Speaker William Lowe, the Muskogee Creek Nation National Council, thanks so much for being with us. Man. Appreciate it, man. Mado. And Mado to William Lowe, and I want to thank him for being with us in the pod cave. And man, Will, you know, well traveled guy, um, done a lot, and. Uh, 
you know, he's enthusiastic about what he does. I think that's what a lot of people see uh, is the passion. And as he said, you know, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he doesn't mind uh, being crossways with, with people, uh, you know, idealistically or whatever, if we can still be at the table and come to an agreement or whatever that we agree to disagree. And sometimes we agree to agree and sometimes things work out. But uh, I love that he uh, not only has that passion, but that awareness for the kind of job that he does. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I think it boils down to uh, for our people. Yeah. So he's, he's just got that as his basis that he bases everything on again. And as long as he's rolling with that hashtag for our people, for our people, hashtag for our communities. Yeah. Hashtag for our future. Um, No. Um, Great, great conversation with Will, and like I said, um, want to thank him for coming in with us today. Um, lots, of, lots of great content, and it was good to get the legislative branch on the pod. Yeah, it was really, really good to get his outlook. You know, being speaker, new into it, mm-hmm. and then I, I enjoyed listening to him. Um, like you said, uh, you know, he came in at the worst time. Worst you time. Know, to, to couldn't have, you couldn't have manufactured a worse time. Let's take that as a positive, right? So yeah. maybe he came at at the best time mm-hmm. for the opportunities yeah. that will be, you know, for our, our yeah. people that will have. Well, you know. and you think about it too, is not only like the, um, the challenges that present were presented by the things that of the last couple of years, but this has been widespread talked about as well is talk about the, what COVID and isolation and things like that have done to just people in general. Yeah. It's turned up our temperatures just a little bit. Like sure. we're, we're just a little less tolerant of, of things that inconvenience us or, you know, you know what I mean? There's just oh, that kind of strife there. And, and for a public servant who can sometimes take the brunt of citizen, you know, displeasure, um, that's a tough time too. And so, you know, we look at it and man, just, um, you know, riding those waves though. And, yeah, and, yeah. and it seems to be doing a, a good job of, of handling all of that. And, sure. and I think he's doing it the right way. So it's good to see. And um, it's great to have him in the pod, kid. Yeah, man. Yep. Well, I got nothing else unless you got something to add. I'm hey, just get uh, out of here. I've, I've enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully you all have. It's been good. Uh, feel free to share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great having everybody with us again on the, on the pod. And uh, we're going to wrap up here. Anthony on the ones and twos. Yes, sir. And doing a good job. And uh, man, uh, congratulations on your first festival as an employee. Yeah. Uh, thank you for allowing yeah. me to, to be taking a part pictures of it. just hang out there and in the midst of it. I finally got, yeah, I finally got that selfie with Dallas gold tooth. Did man. you really? Finally. finally. My yeah. Got good it. dude. Got it, got it. Great guy. Yeah. He's super right. cool. Uh, and check him out on, one on the podcast. Yeah, he's what on was the, the episode five, six, oh, something like that. Geez. Oh, just look. Yeah, just look. You're already he's here. In there. You're here. Just listen. Yep. All right, everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you next time as we have another conversation from our reservation. It's been Anthony Nieto and Jason Salzman here on the Muskogee Pod from the Muskogee Reservation in the Pod Cave. We'll see you next time. See you guys.